Welcome to Zen Chakra. The goal of this podcast is to bring you the best tips and techniques on things like energy healing, the law of attraction, the chakras, lucid dreaming, meditation, and emotional freedom from some of the best minds in the New Age sector. Join us each month as we open up the conversation and help you on your journey to enlightenment. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to Zen Chakra. I'm your host Amanda and my guest today is transformational coach Christine Alexandria. Christine has been intuitive all her life, but like most of us with our overhectic lives, she allowed her gifts to be suppressed in order to raise kids, run a household, and be a wife. But as spirit always does, they knew when it was time for Christine to come out from the shadows and follow her heart's desire. Swiftly, her intuition and angels re-entered into her life, something she likes to call angel chatter. Christine is certified in soul coaching. She's a therapist in archangels and a licensed crystal therapist, a blending that flows smoothly together, creating a sense of peace, empowerment, and joy that she wishes to share with others. Christine has made it her mission to help women over 40 embrace their destiny, connect to their higher calling, and awake to the life they truly deserve. A love letter to the goddess within you to help you emerge, embrace, and empower yourself so that you restore your brilliance. Christine is an expert on empowering women and teaching them to go after what they most want and to follow their hearts. In her own words, why live in self-doubt, fear, and unworthiness when you can choose to live in joy, fulfillment, and love? Join me as I sit down with Christine today to learn about angelic insight, divine empowerment, and her upcoming launch of Oracle Cards coming out this year. Christine, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. I am so excited to have you here today. Oh, Amanda, thank you so much for inviting me. I am super jazzed to be uh, chatting with you all day long if we need to be. (laughs) Awesome. Well, for those who are listening, Christine and I are in a group together um, that is uh, a business uh, program that helps with our businesses and elevates us to new heights. And I've gotten to know Christine through this program, and I just absolutely am drawn to your energy. I love just everything that you do. Uh, we're, we're lucky enough that we have this uh, great platform on Facebook where we can talk to each other every day. And um, I've done some research on you, and I was just curious as to what a transformational coach is. What What does that mean? Yeah, this was a really hard line for me to come up with because ever since I was little, I've been very sensitive to people and their energies and not seeing them, but just knowing when something's off and wanting to jump in to help and seeing them, now I know, transform, step more and more into their own power. I am certified as a soul coach, but that's not just what I do. So there's, there's a lot more in my my bag of tricks, so to speak. And it was through our fearless leader that she gave me the term transformational coach. And I went, that's me. I go, but wait, I chat with angels. She goes, you're a transformational coach with angelic insight. I'm like, I love it. So what I do and what I really, really love to do is work with women, uh, 
my age, a little bit younger, a little bit older, so we're talking 40s and above, who have gotten caught up with life. Maybe they're married, they have children, they've gotten caught up helping their children succeed in school, the PTAs, the room mother thing, and or they have a career outside of home where it's really pulled them and they go, oh my, where did the time fly? It's been 10, 15, 20 years and this isn't what I thought my life would be. And having been a full-time mom, I love, love, love my children, so don't get me wrong here, but I lost track of who I was and what made me feel juiced up about life. Not my family, because that's an outside, of, an, an outside influence. What made me juiced up on the inside? And the angels came roaring back. They started chatting to me again. We had many conversations about how this was all going to unfold. And before I knew it, I'm taking courses, not quite sure where it was leading at the time, and taking more courses and still not quite sure it was where it was leading, and getting certifications, getting licensings, still not quite sure how it was all going to meld together. And it's brought me to where I am now, which is still studying, but having a much firmer grasp of who I am and what I can do to help assist, empower women specifically. I do have some fantastic men clients. So guys, if you're listening and you feel drawn to me, doesn't mean you can't contact me as a client. It just means I really do specialize with women. Well, sure, you can resonate with them since you've been there and done that. Exactly, exactly. You know, I did that whole stay-at-home mommy thing. I did that whole, you know, let's be neighbor thing. I did that whole let's be room mom, chaperone things. And I loved every part of it. But my children got older and there was no more of that to be done. So now what do I do? Right. So you've always been intuitive. At what point did you decide that, hey, you know, this is something where I've been through this myself, I have a lot to offer, and I've got this special little gift that a lot of us don't have with this angelic insight. At what point did you decide that this was something that you wanted to utilize to help women, to help others? Yeah, that's, that's a great, great question. And I cannot think honestly of one defining moment. It's It's been a very slow unfolding, very slow blossoming into coming back to this. I do remember uh, when we lived in Massachusetts, I was at one of my little favorite stores. And, you know, a lot of metaphysical stores will have oracle cards out so you can kind of give them a test run. So I'm playing with this one deck. I pulled a card and it says, come out of the closet. And at that point, I just started laughing because I had been grappling with, well, do I tell people I talk with angels? Or do I just become a great Pilates teacher, which is nothing wrong with that, but it wasn't all of me. So that card kind of gave me a little kick in the butt and said, okay, step up to the plate, honey. It's time for you to start, you know, being proud of this is one of the things you can do. This is one of your blessings. So I started letting people know little at a time. And, you know, I got one of those, you know, sometimes I got the eye rolls. Oh, there she goes again. I'm like, okay. So I backed up a little bit. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this after all. And then I got people going, really? You do that? How cool is that? Can you, can you help me? I went, oh, hmm. So there are definitely two different kinds of camps that were intrigued and, I'll just say not intrigued. Um, but I kind of like the whole 
the intriguing camp. And I'm like, okay, I, I can do this. People can honor what I do. And they see how it can help them. And it just continues to to roll with it. And it, it's, a, it's a great, great journey. I think it's really awesome, especially for the listeners who are listening today who are on the same path that you've been on. And the fact that you do really work with women and help empower them because so many women have been there and it's we're very fearful to step into who we are and a lot of us question or doubt our abilities we're not like men we don't have the same type of confidence levels we can have so many uh, terrific talents and abilities and the man next to us could have half of that but he'll step up and, and be arrogant enough to say oh absolutely I can do that and us uh, have twice as much we won't do that right and I'm really not into male bashing but you have hit a very valid point it's been drummed into our society even when we were little so think back when you were a little girl if a boy was mean to you you were told oh it means he likes you I'm like oh really and you know there were terms that have been floating around since time immortal oh don't get too big for your britches who do you think you are young lady now I have wonderful parents and they support the three of us like there's no tomorrow they are constantly tooting our horns for us but it was still very difficult for me to say hey yeah I can do this and feel that power from the inside and not be reliant on others telling me that hey you can do this you have to feel it on the inside because when you feel it there and that power center in your solar plexus area, and it starts dancing with your heart powers, oh, then, then magic. you are, it's magic then. So how have you seen your offerings really make a difference with women that you've worked with? Well, it's, it's interesting because it comes down to, this will piggyback on what we just spoke about. We have a hard time honoring who we are. So I'll translate, break that down. We have a hard time loving who we really are on the inside. And that can come through a multiple of things. So I'll, there's this one client I had, oh, quite a while ago, and she's fairly young. I'll say she's in her 20s. And I have a five-step process. And because of her, it became a five-step process. I looked at her, and I'm going to use your name because I'm, you know, client privileges. I'm going to say, Amanda, I love you. And I said, can you say that? And she broke into tears. She couldn't love herself. So we stepped back, couldn't do this. So we broke it all the way back to just putting her hands over her heart and just feeling the beating of her heart and knowing the universe, the angels, were giving her love. And slowly but surely, she's been able to step into that. And she's not quite looking in the mirror yet and saying she loves herself, but she's getting there. So it's, it's seeing that progression of how beautifully they begin to blossom and how they really begin to honor themselves and honor their gifts and aren't so afraid and intimidated to say this. My mother, she's a brilliant, brilliant self-taught needle crafter. She does things with an embroidery needle that truly belong in a museum. And she's shocked still that she gets an award for it. But her stuff is winning blue ribbons left and right. But she goes, really? I, I didn't think I was that good. Isn't that amazing? 
And it just brings tears to my eyes when I see the, the quality of, of craftsmanship she does. And then she still doesn't say, oh, well, I'm not that good. Typical. I mean, that it really is typical. Women do have a really hard time. So would you say that that is one of the biggest challenges or hurdles for women is just really being able to step into our own power and, and really owning who we are and having confidence within ourselves? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Each and every person, male, female, black, white, polka dotted stripe, has their own blessing. It means it's your gift. It's your natural gift. So what can you do? How can you help people then that are working with you? How do you really help them step into that power and find that ability or that, that special gift that they have and don't know how to tap into it? Well, I actually have a discovery form that asks a bunch of questions, but it also lists or displays 12 various crystals and they pick the one that they're drawn to the most but then due to my oracle cards that are coming out later this spring there are 14 symbols that resonate with 14 different archangels so the the card deck's not out yet so these symbols are still relatively unknown since I came up with them and they check which one they're most drawn to so through these I don't want to say backhanded because that kind of sounds devious, but through these uh, questions, it gives me very, very good insight in where they are. Are they really not dancing with their power or are they really have been so good at nurturing others, they're not nurturing themselves? So we start with them first. Let's get their cup overflowing again. And as that cup fills up, they begin to go, oh, wait, you know what? I really love gardening. Oh, wait, I'm really good. I've always been drawn to feng shui. Oh, wait, I really like chatting with angels. Or, wait, I really like road construction. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be girly. It can be whatever you want it to be. But you start going, but wait, I, oh, that always intrigued me. So then they start getting homework assignments to unleash it even more. And do you see him really step into that comfortably? Or one of the things that took me a long time to realize was that when I was younger, I didn't really feel like I could step up and say, this is what I want to do. I really felt like, you know, I was here for a purpose and the divine above me was guiding me and it was selfish of me to really proclaim what I wanted. Do you see that in women or do you see that when they really start to get comfortable, especially I think, you know, because now I'm older and now I'm all about being selfish and doing what I want to do. But maybe that that's the, the thing for us women is, is that it, we as we get older, we realize that it's not a selfish thing. Oh, it's very selfish and it's great to call it that. And it's there's a wonderful book out by Cheryl Richardson. It's called The Art of Extreme Self-Care. It's a year-long journey uh, with homework assignments that are subscribed to you every month. And it's all about being selfish. So I've coined, and it you know, kind of will give a little indication of how old I am. I have clients, what is your Calgon take me away moment? What do you do? Well, now, we're not going out and saying, go get a mani-pedi or go get a massage. And those are great little things to boost you up. But it's not really for you. What are you doing for you? 
Maybe it's taking a walk outside every day. Maybe it's literally taking a bubble bath. Maybe it's just sitting down and doing something, oh, I don't know, really decadent in the middle of the day and reading a book. But it fills you up. It's being selfish. And it's a great model to show our children because when you can take care of yourself and do put yourself first, not in an egoic sense, but from a very heart-centered sense, you have so much more to give. So that's a great thing. One of the things I was going to ask you is what's one thing that women can do today to start really making change in their lives? And maybe that's something that they need to do is just take that. This is something I talk about on my blog for my interior side is, you know, indulge yourself and, and, and live a life of decadence. It's okay to be selfish. Exactly. And the things don't have to cost money or they can. But, but it's so I'm going to use my phrase what is your Calgon moment so if I said Amanda what can you do on a regular basis that you when you do it you just feel so yummy so juiced up when you're done you can answer now you can just think about it for me it's literally a bubble bath my children learned many many years ago they were knee high to a grasshopper that when mommy's taking a bath unless the house is burning down or someone's killing somebody you don't bugger <laughs> I love that. Uh, mine would probably be yoga. That's one thing that I have recently started doing. I've been doing it for about a year now, but it is for the first time in my life, I literally drop. In fact, I, I not only do I drop everything that I'm doing for it, but like today, I had the opportunity to have an appointment and make money. And she wanted to meet me during the time that was my yoga class. And I said, so sorry, not available. Good for you. And that's something that I would have never done even probably three years ago. I would have knocked off the yoga and, and worked. So I think that's really important too is a lot of times we, again as women, we always put others before us and we always put our stuff on the back burner. And I won't do that anymore. No, no. And, it's, and it really does. It sets an example it, and it tells you at your heart that, wait a minute, hey, I'm important too. Hey, wait a minute. I have needs too. Hey, wait a minute. What can I do today to make me feel better about me? And really you're going to be more productive if you do that. Without a doubt. I'm so much more productive when I have that hour and a half to myself, which is rigorous. But when I take that hour and a half for myself, I feel so much better afterwards. I feel like my heart is filled with ease and grace. Um, I'm calmer. I can think with more clarity if I do that. If I skip the yoga, I feel accelerated and I feel like I can't make a decision to save my life. Right. You're on that gerbil wheel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's your, your go you're making good time. Not quite sure where you're going, but you're making really good time. So, okay, just step back a little bit and you go to yoga. Yeah, and I, I find it interesting that a couple of weeks ago, my schedule was extremely hectic. I had a lot of travel coming up, and I had a lot of deadlines that I had to get through. So I was knocking off a lot of the things that I typically do for myself, setting those aside, and I was frenzied. I was accelerated. I was rushing around, and what I did is... I was, I was getting up and I was working from like 8 in the morning until 8 at night. I was staring at the computer. Well, wouldn't you know, I threw myself into a migraine. 
Sure. So it was like my body's way of saying, uh, uh-uh. Yeah, you, <laughs> you not, need to stop uh, now. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing this anymore. And I had it for two weeks. And I've never had a migraine before. I didn't know that that's what it was. I just kept thinking, my God, my eye, because it, it was in my eye. I was like, my eye is falling out of my head because it was so painful. And I couldn't look at the computer. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't do anything. Sure. And so uh, here I was trying to be completely functional and get stuff done at an accelerated pace. And instead, I lost two weeks because right. I didn't take care of myself. Right. And that's, that is something that every person, women and men who are listening to this podcast, can do. So what are you doing for yourself regularly? Don't want to say daily. Don't want to say weekly. So I don't want to get into having you feel judgment about yourself that you didn't do it. But after listening to Amanda's story... Hopefully that'll spur you on a little bit. Yeah, it's really not worth it. I mean, here's the funny thing. The irony of the whole thing is I finally started feeling better the night of the Grammys. And I had turned it on. I was laying down on the couch and I was just listening. I didn't want to watch the TV because, you know, I was afraid that it was going to intensify the, the pain. And they were doing a tribute for Whitney Houston. And I was like, oh, isn't that great? They're doing a tribute. She's great. But they kept saying was. And I was like, why are they why are they referring to her in the past tense? Oh, I had no idea that she had passed away because I was in so much pain. I wasn't able to watch TV or do anything or get on the Internet. Two days was really what I had sequestered myself. And in two days, it seems like the world goes upside down. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I found really exciting is that you're a licensed crystal therapist and mm-hmm. I really big on wearing quartz and natural stone. I love pearls. They definitely elevate me. Depending on what type of mood I'm in, I will wear certain necklaces and I'll notice a boost in my energy. Yes. Tell us a little bit about what crystal therapy is and, and how that helps people. Well, crystals... Just like you said, pearl is a crystal. Diamond is a crystal, as is ruby, but also rose quartz is a crystal. They're all born, just like we're all born with natural blessings, so is a crystal. Crystals created to assist, to help. There is a crystal called, for example, moldavite. And it's only found in the Slovakian region in this world. And I haven't heard concrete evidence whether it's the result it's a result of a meteoric impact but i'm not sure if it's the the meteor itself or what happened to the earth when the meteor hit now this crystal is not necessarily known for healing but it's known for kicking your butt has very very high energy when i first uh got my my very very first piece of moldavite i was so excited and i had it in my room and i would go and visit it I wouldn't work with it yet because the energy was just so high. I would feel it and it would start humming in my hand. I would basically go, oh, you're still here. And I would kind of pet it. And then I would walk and do something else with another crystal. Well, finally, I got, I felt good enough with it. I put it on my nightstand. And at the time, I had to get out of bed to get to my nightstand. It wasn't just roll over and there it was. So I had it on my nightstand. And I'm not sleeping. I am tossing and I'm turning and I'm going, what's going on? And the gang, meaning the angels go, it's the Moldavite. And I went, oh, they go, go put it back in your room. I don't want to. I don't want to get out of bed. And their response was, are you sleeping anyway? So (laughs) 
Like I'm gonna, like I'm gonna win an argument with them. So I go and I pick up the Moldavite, put it back in my room, go back to bed, and I'm asleep within 30 seconds. And so okay, so then I got used to the energy on my nightstand. Well, then my husband went away on a trip, and I've had it. Then so when he tends to, when he's gone, I tend to roll over to his side of the bed, put it on his nightstand. Well, then the same thing happened. It was just, you know, a matter of three feet to 18 inches. That much closer made me that much restless again. So, of course, the whole scenario unfolded again. Are you sleeping anyway? Went and put it back in the room, went back to bed and fell asleep. But it helps you really stay the course, more or less. It really pushes you. It's one of those, um, I'm seeing a visual of a guy pulling a donkey. So if you're really not going into your own power, you're going to get pulled along. You're going to get pushed but if you have an inkling of what it is you're supposed to do, it just opens up various avenues. Um, and if you think of metaphysical stores, spas, they all have, well, not to say they all, a lot of them will have these beautiful amethyst geodes for decoration. Now, what amethyst is known for, and it's, it's one of those rare crystals that doesn't need to be cleansed but what it does it constantly transmutes the energy meaning it takes kaka energy and turns it into pureness so if you think if you're going for a massage you know people release stuff when they have a massage the amethyst automatically clears the air so the that's why these places always feel so yummy when you walk in that amethyst is constantly clearing the energy and it's just a beautiful tool rose quartz the stone of love, but it's that very soft, unconditional love, loving yourself. It's that very deep nurturing, not like in your face, domineering love, but just that beautiful, beautiful unfolding. I have it underneath our bed, just so when we sleep, we're constantly getting, I don't want to say bombarded, that sounds a little harsh, but we're constantly being supported by this beautiful, soft, unconditional love. And yeah, the list is just endless. I studied with a woman over in the UK. I was her first online student, and the rest is history. Am I the be all that end all of crystals? No. I have a very small group that I know very well, and those are the ones I focus on. There are those that love the crystal kingdom like there's no tomorrow, and they are wonderful at that. I stick with my with my few, my, my 14 to 20, and those are the ones I know best that I play with. Yeah, I find that just general clear quartz uh, is great. It really is a good life force energy for me. It really picks it me up. I have a funny story when I got into crystals. I've only been into them about a year. Okay. Um, but I was going through some very dirty traumatic stuff in my life so I was guided to crystal therapy and <laughs> I had ordered a crystal necklace actually from a gal from the UK I, I was so excited to get my package and I opened it up and it's not a clear quartz necklace it was a rose quartz necklace oh how funny and so I called her up and I said well I'm not going to return this because I have a feeling that this was kismet and this is my Angel's way of saying that I need this right now and not the clear quartz. So will you go ahead and send me the clear quartz as well? <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah, clear quartz is, they call it the master healer. Because if you think about it, it's clear. So it encapsulates the entire spectrum. 
and it can and does do a little bit of everything. It's, it's a great, great crystal to work with. Whatever you put it with, so if you have a piece of jewelry that has clear quartz in it, in addition to, say, amethyst or rose quartz, it magnifies the energies of the other crystals that it's with. Now, what about, yeah. you're talking about how amethyst is one of the few that doesn't need to be cleansed. Isn't mm-hmm. citrine, is, all, is that one the same way? No, not really. Um, you may have heard something else, but from how I was trained, and my citrine likes to be cleared. Honestly, um, kyanite is one of the ones that does not like or does not need to be cleared. It's uh, it's a very shale-like stone, and I had a very large piece, probably about eight inches in height, that when I was seeing clients for energy sessions, because I'm also trained in a bunch of energy healing modalities, I always had it underneath the table, making my life easier as I had a client having energy work on the kyanite was just constantly pulling stuff out of them that was no longer needed. I just think that's awesome. I think it's really great that we have these things around us that can help cleanse us and uplift us. And, you know, I have a a chakra necklace that has all sorts of different stones in it. And man, I just vibrate when I have it on. It's just awesome. Oh, it, it is absolutely awesome. So what if your listeners have any kind of stone they're always drawn to, Look it up on the internet. What is the meaning of ruby? What is the significant symbolic meaning of amethyst? And it'll be a little bit of self-education because when you see why, what the properties are of the stone you love, you're going to go, oh, that makes a lot of sense why I'm so drawn to it. Yeah, for most of my life growing up, when I was younger, I was always drawn to pearls. I always, always, always had pearls. And what's funny is, is that I would get a pearl necklace say from a family member or something and I would lose it and then one would just magically appear like a friend would give me one oh, so cool. yeah I just always needed to be around it well I am so excited as I mentioned at the beginning of the show Christine and I uh, are in this group together and she has been going on and on about her exciting launch uh, of oracle cards so why did you want to do them I don't, well, why did I want to do them? That's a really good question. Um, it was a matter of, I was inspired one day. We were in the process of moving, and my husband was already where we are currently are now in Baltimore, so I had the house to myself. And I just started doodling, and before you know it, within a span of two weeks, I had written messages for 44 cards and wrote the guidebook that goes with it. And I went, oh. That's kind of interesting because what I, and I knew, well, once that started to unfold, that the execution of them was going to be very simple in its illustration because tarot cards, and I don't mean to offend anybody here, they make my hair hurt. There's just so much going on in them. I personally cannot make heads or tails with them. I have a very good friend who's a fantastic tarot reader. That's what really gets her. That's her blessing. Certainly not mine. And there are some oracle cards that I've used that, again, there's so much illustration because when you go to the guidebook, oh, the clock going out the window signifies this. Well, there was nothing referencing that in the card's message. So there was all these underlying meanings of the cards that I thought the message on the cards was getting lost, the actual message, the written text. So... We started playing around with different ways to have them displayed, and nothing was really 
resonating, wasn't really hitting. And we moved and that kind of put everything on a back burner for a year and started playing around again. And then I ran into a friend of mine down at the beach and we started talking about the cards and happened to run into her again the next day. She goes, I've got it. I said, what? Your cards. I said, okay. She goes, symbols. And she's, as soon as she said that word, my heart just jumped and expanded. And I went, that's it. So she and I actually sat down that night. And in the span of two hours or so, came up with the 14 symbols for the archangels that are included in this deck. And I've yet to understand all of the meaning of the symbols. They, they are unveiling it and showing it as time goes on there's something i was just the conduit in all honesty there's just something very very special about this deck these symbols are um, can be drawn with a finger or the pen within one motion so there's no up and down and trying to remember what goes where it's just one little thing what i found interesting for me i like things round soft and the symbols were very are, are very angular so I, so I know it wasn't me creating them because that's not what I would do. I would have made something swirly and pretty and, and they're pretty in their own right, but they're very uh, empowering. I would say masculine versus feminine uh, and they're just lovely. So I just, I probably should back up just a little bit. For those who are listening who aren't, probably most everybody is familiar with Tarot, maybe not, but just give us a quick explanation of what Oracle cards are. All right, so this is my explanation. Uh, tarot cards and oracle cards are designed with the same end result, which is empowering you. It will give insight, offer insight to something, a question, a scenario that you may be on that gerbil wheel with trying to find the solution. It can offer you insight, but like, oh, but wait, there's more. Have you thought about this? And this seemingly random card may pop in. So they're, they're designed to empower you to give you that confidence to keep stepping forward while offering you insight from an outside source. And in this case, the outside source is the gang, meaning the angels. So what do the your deck that you're launching, uh, when, by the way, are they coming out? Do you have a date yet? I don't have a def uh, definitive date, no. Uh, they are now getting officially getting printed. I feel like the little... Wolf and like they're finally getting printed. Um, I they're getting printed in Malaysia, so it's the printing process will take relatively short. It's literally that boat coming on uh, and then getting into customs. I believe it's targeted for May. Oh, that's a lot sooner than I was expecting. You like you said, there's 44 cards in the deck, and you mentioned that the uh, some of the cards are the archangels, which are uh, some of the examples that you sent me. What are some of the other things that are in the cards? What are the, some of the other symbols? Well, the 14 archangels. I'm not going to list all 14, but say there, for example, there's Michael. Everybody has pretty much heard of Archangel Michael and he's that enforcer, he's the protector. He also oversees our solar plexus and throat. So thinking you can speak more with empowerment, speak more knowing that what you're saying has validity because what's between your solar plexus and throat is your heart. So there steps in Archangel Raphael. There's Archangel Uriel, there's Sandalphon, Metatron, Camuel. 
there's 14 of them. So they all have, uh, there's only a couple, Shamuel and Thuriel only have one or two cards to represent them because their area of focus is very, um, very precise. Like Thuriel oversees animals in general, where there are a lot of angels underneath him that will specialize, say, in um felines or dogs or birds or what reptiles a wide variety um and then shamuel oversees and uh water wind thinking of how things can move so it's not just that literal wind but how can wind are you feel like you're being shoved with hurricane forces right now or are you flowing gently with a river so to speak so there's different ways to tap into their energies. And you, know, you have Uriel, who is the root chakra, feeling safe, secure in what you're doing. Then Sandalfon can help you really ground things in and feel those, those tree roots really sinking into the, into the earth. So what you desire can manifest. I love that. And I think that's going to really coincide with uh, working and empowering women. I hope so. And well, I know so. I've been, I have my homemade version still. So they have been debuting little at a time. And people that see them are, are truly going quite nuts over them. And I'm getting some very nice endorsements from, from those that be. And I'm just very, very excited and very humbled that I gave birth to this. And it's like, wow. I did. I did that. <laughs> it's quite an accomplishment. I, I'm very excited for you. Thank so, you. somebody who is using the oracle cards are is the goal to go in with you know whether you're going into your meditative state or whatnot. But is the goal to sit down and have an intention and utilize all 44 cards in order to get some insight? No, not necessarily. Uh, the 44 cards is there just because it was just a nice, pretty number. Uh, the spread that they gave me only used the six cards, for example. So you would shuffle your cards, you cut the deck, you lay four out in a slight arc. And then the fifth card goes underneath the arc, and that represents the underlying message. What's the root of this reading? What's the root of this scenario? And then there's a card that goes over the arc, and that's the, the pinnacle, the, the final coup de gras of what's going on here. What, what is the last thing that we really want you to take away from this? The four tends to be general information. You can request a timeline, but that would uh, be going into your intention when you were doing a reading for yourself of how soon am I going to whatever. Um, and then some of that, you know, that receiving things goes back to our original conversation of that self-worth receiving what I really want and being knowing that you deserve it so usually when I do a full just one session one private session out of those six cards at least four will concur what we talked about because I think I do things a little bit backwards a lot of people will lay the cards out and read the cards you and I, as my client, would have a com what seems to be a conversation, and say the our, your session is one hour. The last fifteen twenty minutes, that's when the cards come out, and those four. Typically, they have made a liar out of me once in a while, but at least four of those cards will confirm what I told you, and two will be kind of one of those infomercials. But wait, there's more. 
We want to make sure you understand this part. <laughs> and it's, it's just a great tool. And just because I gave or I give this one layout suggestion within the guidebook certainly doesn't mean it's the only way. If you have layouts that you're very comfortable with and you enjoy using, by all means, use them. So the guidebook that comes with the cards is really user-friendly then for a first-time user who's maybe never utilized any type of Oracle or Tarot type cards before? I hope so. I, I really try to take it back to basics. When the cards do launch, I will be offering a 101 type course, something very short and sweet. This is how you dedicate. This is how you take care of your cards, et cetera, et cetera. Um, just, you know, designed specifically for that newbie because, you know, I was there once. I had no clue what I was doing. I did a lot by the seat of my pants and so far so good, but it's nice to know that someone can also take you through those steps. Yeah, I agree. I'm really excited for you. It's been really awesome being, uh, on the journey with you, so to speak, uh, okay. you know, being in this uh, business group that we're in has really allowed us to see from an outside perspective the process that you've been going through to really put this into fruition. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's been actually a good three years from start to finish. Um, I did take, I, I did submit to various publishing houses and obviously wasn't ready and on it uh, it was funny because last year the cards went through the guidebook everything was great and all of a sudden we had more issues with the blooming box it this everything was wrapped up by august last year it wasn't until december november december uh that the box finally got finalized and this is another little lesson here i realized that I wasn't charging enough. I was at another seminar out in California and the woman I spoke of earlier who loves to row, she became completely enamored with this deck and she will tell me, she says, I don't do angels except I love the way you're doing them. And she's playing with the deck one day and she goes, how much are you asking? I immediately went into little girl mode and I went, great. Who do I think I am? I'm asking too much. I thought I did my market research right. And I went, okay, how much? I'm like, all right, just give it to me. She goes, $49.95. Well, I'm not going to really say what I said, but my mouth fell to the floor. I almost fell out of the chair, and I said, are you kidding me? She goes, absolutely not. She goes, there is something so spectacular about this deck. And she goes, and you have to understand, I only spend $20 for my tarot decks. And I went, really? She goes, yes, but I'd be willing to spend this much money for this deck. I went, oh, okay, note to self. I started asking people within, because the seminar wasn't over yet, that were, that were coming up and they were playing with the deck. I said, how much would you spend for this deck? They go, oh, 30, 40 bucks. So and it was an issue of timing. It, it, it was an issue of timing. And for me coming into my power saying, well, wait a minute. So who cares if most of the decks that are out there are only $18? What I've created through help with it, certainly with the gang, is something extremely unique. Yeah. Yes, it is worth. Yeah, well, and it's really going to be empowering for people to be able to utilize the cards and get more of a straight answer 
because uh, I agree sometimes I'll you know just be in a spot where I really need an answer I need some guidance on some direction not sure of where to go and you know this could be more of a stepping into my power too because I can be indecisive sometimes but I'll do a reading on the deck and I'll be like I don't know what the hell this means I mean it's just so convoluted and there's so many directions that it could go in and you know I'll sit there and I'll look at the meanings and I'll look at all the different symbols and by the time I'm out of it I'm more confused than when I went in (laughs) exactly exactly and that's it and that's the reason these cards are coming into existence is to give a more streamlined answer streamlined thought to help you along your way so you can make those answers make those decisions with better resolve that like okay I know what I'm doing yeah I think that's great so what are some of the things that if people want to work with you directly what are some things that you offer do you do one-on-one consults and do you offer workshops what what do you offer um I do I do offer one-on-one consults I'm getting ready to launch hopefully next month I call the monthly chatter group club I haven't really decided on the name yet but it will be a subscription service where we meet once a month as a group via instant teleseminar so via phone or the internet and will address a specific topic each time you can submit uh, questions in ahead of time so the the hope is that I will be able to have enough time to answer all the questions posed either ahead of time or on the actual call that's one service that's a very inexpensive thing for people. So I, know, I know money is in varying degrees with varying people. Some have abundance, some don't. So for basically for the price of a cup of coffee and a pastry at your local cafe, you can do this once a month. So that's a very low cost. Or you can work with me um, as a long intensive program to really get you juiced up about you again, really discover your inner goddess again and, and get that get you jazzed up about you, about your life, you know, feel the sensualness of you, you know, feel that the femininity really come forth through that power, through your heart and get you going again. So there's that. Um, I will be offering some classes, as I mentioned about the cards and that's also unfolding. I had a lot of different courses that I offered and they've all been dropping off like flies. Like, you know, that's really, someone else is much better juiced up about that. Let them do that. Let me go back and really pare things down and focus on what I do best versus grasping at straws and build from there. So the programs are still unfolding. But yeah, so there's, there's a couple of different things. The website is under major reconstruction right now. So you can go there, but don't judge me yet. It's it's unfolding, and I hope to have a um, a program that people can go and play with the cards. They can draw a card depending on their day. Well, you know, what do you want to tell me today? And they can play with something, and it'll click, and one card will show up to give them the day's message for them. That's great. I love that idea. That's very uh, engaging. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm working with a great web designer, and she says, I can't do this, but I know someone who does, so let me get back to you. So we're still in the let me get back to you phase, but I keep, I'm focusing on that so I know the right person's going to come in. Terrific. Well, if people want to get in contact with you, Christine, where can they find you? They can find me via my website, which is angelchatter.com, also on Facebook as Christine Alexandria 
or I also have a group called Angel Chatter on Facebook and my email address. Let me think. Oh, angelchatter at gmail.com. Perfect. I want to thank you for coming on to the show today. Oh, I had so much fun. I can't believe an hour is almost up already. I know. It goes by very quickly. It does indeed. Amanda, thank you so much for having me on. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Once again, thanks for listening in on the show today. I'm your host, Amanda, and I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. A few changes that we've made here to the show, the new spelling of Zen Chakra. Please make note that Chakra now has an extra K in it. So, if you'd like more information on this show or have a question or comment, please email me at zenchakra at gmail.com. You can also visit the blog at zenchakra.blogspot.com. And be sure to spell Chakra with two Ks. Alrighty, bye for now.